This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Welcome one and all to another day here at The Damage with me, John Arola. That's every day, you're not excited about that. We try to mix it up to keep you guessing. And today, guess what? We've got Danielle Moody back on the show, host of Woke AF as well as a number of other shows. We've spoken before, but it has been a while. How have you been? You know, trying to hang on to my sanity, John, like everybody else who mm -hmm. does politics for a living. How have you been? Uh, twitchy, a little bit twitchy. Um, there's a lot going on, obviously. Uh, what I, I try to take some sauce from the fact that the news has been very interesting for the past couple of weeks. Um, we've really been diving into trying to keep a handle on all the different legal situations that Donald Trump has found himself in. We're going to be doing a little bit of a, uh, a roundup of that on the show today. And the election is what it is. <laughs> it's the election that it's going to be, is how I would put it. What about you? Do you have much hope for this year? Um, what have you been focusing on in your work? Where can people find you? Yeah, so um, you've said that I, I host several different shows, so I do. I host the co-host, The Daily Beast New Abnormal, uh, Democracy, co-host Democracy-ish, and then my daily solo uh, show, Woke AF Daily. So you can find me wherever you get your podcast. But um, do I have hopefulness? Uh, that's a question I ask myself every morning before I get out of bed. Um, I have hopefulness in the electorate. In the fact that people, I believe, in America still want to live in a democracy. And I think that what they are seeing every single day with every single headline, whether it's Alabama, Oklahoma, Texas, Florida, what they are seeing is what the world will look like if any Republican, Donald Trump or any Republican, enters the White House mm -hmm. again. So I think that I have hope in the people. Not necessarily in the people that we are voting for. I have hope in some people. We have a story, by the way. You remind me as you were naming all those states. I was like doing, you know, like word association, thinking of all the things that have been in the news recently about them. We have one for tomorrow's show about Florida that mm. just gets me fired up. So everybody, tune in for that big news Wednesday with Sharon Reed coming up tomorrow. But that's tomorrow. Today is Tuesday and we do have a lot to talk about, including, as I said, trying to keep up with all the different legal efforts, including one, the first criminal case that is actually just on the horizon. It's almost here. We're going to get you ready for it. We're also going to talk about what the American people think about the immigration topic. The news has been doing everything they can to scare the hell out of people. Is it working? We're gonna talk a little bit more about IVF and abortion and also a threat made against Don Jr. So that's just that's not even the whole first hour. There's a lot to get to and definitely stick around for the aftermath after that. But in anticipation of all that, please hit the like button, share the stream as we launch into this. And with that said, Danielle, are you ready to do this thing? I am so ready. 
Okay, let me work out some of my twitches as we go through this. Donald Trump's hush money trial is scheduled to begin. This is in New York. It's March 25th, just a few weeks away. That is the first criminal trial that he will face. We've already been through a couple of the civil trials, and those have not gone well for him. But this is a whole different ballgame because it's not only the first criminal trial that he's facing, it's the first criminal trial that any former president has ever faced. But if he gets his way, it's not going to be much of a trial at all. So in anticipation of it, it's a few weeks away, they're trying to limit who can testify, what evidence can be presented. And we're going to run through all of their requests. And I want you, dear viewer, to try to figure out if they win in all this, what is even going to be discussed during this trial. So Trump attorney Todd Blanche, bear in mind, it's Todd Blanche, not Alina Haba. So maybe he has a chance in this one. Moved to block testimony from Michael Cohen, that's Trump's ex-fixer, as well as two women that he paid to stay quiet about affairs they alleged they had with Trump. So that includes Stormy Daniels and former Playboy model Karen McDougal. So the person who transferred the hush, the quote unquote hush money, they don't want him to testify. The people who were hushed, they don't want to testify. And thus far, at least in his other trials, Donald Trump hasn't himself wanted to testify. So I don't know who's gonna talk. Like, maybe they can go to Morning Joe for some commentary. I don't know who is actually going to be talking during this trial, but that's not it. Also, Trump's reimbursements to Cohen. Um, so that's what we're focusing on. Uh, he obviously, Michael Cohen. He spent some time in prison and also, look, admittedly has established himself as not necessarily the most trustworthy person in the world, but they're using that too. So they're saying that Cohen is a liar, but that also Stormy Daniels would offer false and salacious testimony. First of all, I don't know what proof they have that she would say anything false. Would it be salacious? Well, by its very nature, the story is salacious. It's not like she would be going on a tangent into salaciousville. That's where it is. And there's even more that they want to block. But I do want Danielle to, to give you a chance to weigh in on who they don't want to say anything during this thing. I mean, the fact is, look, they are going to throw everything that they can um, at the wall and see what sticks. That's what these Trump attorneys do. It doesn't matter which attorney he's using at whatever time. Their goal is to get out of um, being able to have a jury hear the truth, right? Like we've heard from Michael Cohen. I, I mean, honestly, I don't even know how you pick a jury in these cases because everybody has heard from Michael Cohen at this point. Everybody has heard from Stormy Daniels. But do I think that a judge is going to say, oh yeah, all of the key pieces of this case you get to throw out because you don't like it, including the Access Hollywood tape, including all of the ways in which Donald Trump just by his very speech, right, shows that he's a misogynist and shows that he's a liar. So um, I don't think that they're going to get even half of the things that they are calling for in this case. I think that people already know that Michael Cohen, who worked for Donald Trump for over a decade, has a tendency, had a tendency to lie. But has he been lying since he went to jail? No, he has not. He is, his story has stayed the same. So I think mm -hmm. that that's really what they're afraid of. Okay, I and I understand that fear. I mean, if if what he alleges is true, if what Stormy Daniels alleges is true, he knows about all of the different aspects of it. So uh, they obviously don't want him to talk. We'll see if they're successful in that.
Now, they also want to block some strategies that the prosecution might use as well as some evidence that they might present. So they don't like how prosecutors have described the hush money payments as a quote, catch and kill scheme to quash negative information about Trump in advance of the 2016 election. That's actually kind of core to what they're doing with this thing, saying that it is effectively a campaign expenditure. They're trying to control the public perception of Donald Trump by hiding information from his potential voters. I guess the joke is on the voters though, because his base seems to be immune to even the most negative news about him. So I honestly don't even know why he hit it at this point. If it fully came out, if a video of it came out, do we think his base would have a problem with it? They'd get a little chuckle, they'd say, ah, get, you know, go get her dog or something, then that would be it. So again, but that's their strategy. They need to link it to the election to make it more serious. It's not just a you know transfer of money. It's something that has an effect on the election. So they also want to block the 2005 Access Hollywood tape, as well as evidence from close confidants like Rudy Giuliani and Alan Weisselberg. I don't know what information they've gotten or could hope to get, particularly from Rudy Giuliani. He's a guy who still seems to be quite loyal to Donald Trump, but they don't want them getting involved. I guess they knew about this. It seems like that's what the lawyers are signaling. And the Access Hollywood tape obviously does not directly bear on Karen McDougal or Stormy Daniels. I don't know, it paints a picture of a guy who thinks he can do whatever he wants when it comes to women. So that one, I guess you could make an argument for, I suppose. But Daniel, what do you think about those things they're trying to block? I mean, do they think that if they block this that somehow Donald Trump looks like Mother Teresa? Like I, I'm, I'm like, are they trying to give us all like a political lobotomy? I, I'm just confused about what they think is actually going to happen here. And the fact of the matter is, you're right. I don't know why they decided to this piece of all things that they decided to hide because his voters, what we've seen over the last what nine years, they're never going anywhere, right? They're thirty percent of the country that loves a misogynist, that loves a, an alleged rapist, that loves to be lied to, right? And so I, I'm confused about why he chose this thing, Stormy Dale. And honestly, maybe it was about his wife, right? Because supposedly, I think that she was with child at the time. So maybe it was, maybe it had nothing to do with hiding it from the electorate so much as it had everything to do with hiding it from his third or fourth or wife, whatever whatever this one is, I don't know. Um, But at the end of the day, again, I just don't know all of this blocking that they're trying to do. This was about the perception of Donald Trump, whether it was how he wanted to control the perception that the voters had or control the perception that his wife had. Either way, that was the core of the lie. Yeah, yeah, and I think third, I believe she's the third, I think. But um, oh. I don't know, I'm not sure. And Trump also doesn't seem to remember some of them. So I guess it's spreading. Uh, yeah, look, that, that I think if I was, if I was Trump's lawyer, I guess I would make that case, but I don't think he wants to make that case because he wants to pretend that it didn't happen at all. But I think most people would understand if that was why he did it. And you know, he's obviously in a difficult position because if she finds out about that, then that looks bad. And hell, she might leave him like right before the election. Um, I racked my brain to try to come up with a different way that he could have avoided this issue. And the best that I've come up with is to uh, not sleep with another woman mm. months before your wife gives birth. I don't mm-hmm. know if that's workable. It's that's that's what I'm working with right now. I'm going to I'm going to iterate on it and we're going to see. Um seems easy. 
for a lot of guys to not sleep on cheat on their wife months before she gives birth. But for Donald Trump, I guess he just couldn't avoid it. So anyway, um, finally, uh, they want to block. So this is what the other side wants to block. They want to block Trump from introducing certain testimony at trial, including claims that he's being selectively prosecuted election interference. Um, that would cast doubt on uh, Cohen's credibility. So the idea is that uh, this is not actually about anything I did. There's not actually a basis in facts. They're just doing this to mess with me or whatever. Again, though, I mean, this hush money case I had forgotten about for like mm -hmm. three years. This one goes back quite a ways. So he's tried to make this case in all of the different cases. It hasn't worked. I don't see why it would work in this one. Um, but final thought goes to you on this. Yeah, I think that, you know, <laughs> One, the 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 prosecution should try and block Donald Trump from being able to continue to lie that this is some type of witch hunt, that he is falsely being prosecuted. We've seen this play out, right? Like we've seen it play out in terms of the fines that have been tacked on in other cases about him going out on the stump and lying about being persecuted and lying about the judges, the, the lawyers and everyone else in that courtroom. And so I think that it is necessary, but again, it, it's only going to matter if it's going to hurt, right? So if the judge says, yes, we agree with the prosecution, you shouldn't, you, you're, you cannot talk about the case, you cannot talk about it being a witch hunt. And for every time that you do, it's going to cost you a million dollars. Like these are the <laughs> things that are going to hurt Donald Trump, right? Mm -hmm. Just like wagging a finger at him and saying, you know, please be good. Like at this point, give me a break. Yeah. And by the way, there is an effort in this trial to have a gag order placed on him because, of course, he's going to try to whip up a frenzy against Stormy Daniels and Michael Cohen and the judge and the lawyers and all that. That's just what he does. Um, but everyone, stay tuned. March 25th is less than a month away, and then we are in criminal territory. We're going to spend a couple of months there. Uh, this isn't even one of the most important or high profile cases, but this is going to be sort of like the uh, criminal justice amuse-bouche of uh, what Donald Trump has on offer between now and election day. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Donald Trump owes E. Jean Carroll a lot of money, and he actually owes it sooner than you might think. But of course, he doesn't want to pay it. And I want you to buckle up because his argument for why he shouldn't have to pony it up right now is fairly ridiculous. So here's the timeline, basically. The court entered his judgment back on February 8th. It feels like a year ago, it was just a couple weeks ago, actually. And that started the clock for a 30-day automatic stay of judgment under what's called Rule 62. And basically in this, if Trump fails to post a bond of the $83.3 million plus accrued interest, which equals $91.6 million, or get the bond requirement stayed by March 9th, which is a little bit more than a week away, then Carol will be able to immediately begin collecting. And he has just been burning that time. We're down to just about a week away. So now, a week from the deadline, 
His legal team files a motion with Judge Kaplan. And Judge Kaplan says, Mr. Trump has moved for an administrative stay of enforcement, basically make it so I don't have to pay the money, pending the filing and disposition of any post trial motions, meaning while the appeal process is going on. He seeks that relief without posting any security. Basically, he wants to be able to appeal it without having to actually put the money somewhere where it's not under his control anymore so that E. Jean Carroll could potentially eventually get it. He doesn't want to do that. He does have a backup plan if they don't want to block him from having to put the money up. He said he'd like to quote, post a bond in an appropriate fraction of the amount of the judgment. So yeah, a little bit, I'll give you a little bit. Okay, good luck with that. But obviously his main strategy is I shouldn't have to put it up at all. Now, that's not surprising. We know he doesn't want to pay. But his argument for why he shouldn't have to pay while the appeal goes forward is stereotypically brazen in a Trumpish way. So. This is what they said, having argued to the jury that President Trump has great financial resources, plaintiff E. Jean Carroll is in no position to contradict herself now and contend that she requires the protection of a bond during the brief period while post-trial motions are pending. This fact nullifies risk to the judgment creditor and weighs heavily in favor of an unsecured stay. Okay, so they have some high, high dollar vocabulary words there. Basically, you all said I was rich. And that's why I owe so much money, because it was gonna be a fraction of what I have. Well, now I shouldn't have to give it up to you based on your fear that I won't eventually be able to pay it because you already said I'm really rich. So if you believe I'm rich, there's no risk to you that I won't be able to pay it. So I shouldn't have to give it up. Now the judge said, I'm gonna let the Carol's lawyers respond to this. And they've got a couple days to do that. It's an interesting argument, Danielle, what do you make of it? The idea that he's too rich to have to pay. It's absolute BS. I mean, here's the thing, you're so super rich, then this shouldn't hurt you in any which way, right? Like Donald Trump is a multi-billionaire. This is only what, 90, you know, when we're looking at the interest about $90 million, you're still a multi-billionaire. So if you are as rich as you purport to be, and plus you just hocked a whole bunch of sneakers. So I'm totally <laughs> sure you are absolutely fine. So the 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 argument that they're making on its face is BS. It is not going to stand. And Donald Trump, for the first time, is going to have to come up off of a lot of money that I think is gonna hurt because. Again, he's hawking sneakers because he's a used car salesman. 100%. Honestly, he should open up a chain of used cars, uh, dealerships that he could sell. Or, you know, if you're if if you're having trouble putting up the 90 million dollars because you seem to really be working hard to not have to give it up, just release some more sneakers or something, maybe a line mm -hmm. of sandals, maybe a line of Trump branded Crocs. I don't know. They could be gold, they could be really gaudy, maybe sparkly. You can make the money up. But anyway, I have a feeling that the judge is not going to allow this. The judge in the Agent Carroll case has not often given Donald Trump or his legal team what they want. So I'm not too worried about this. Anyway, with that said, I want to set up a little bit of a palate cleanser to end this block, just a little bit of fun. We all know that Donald Trump is absolutely off his rocker, but CPAC demonstrated it better than almost anything else. I want you to take a look at a summary of Trump at CPAC put together by the Lincoln Project. Hi, what's up? They're destroying our country and we're gonna, I just wish we could do it quicker. He'd much rather see Biden as president. And I agree with him. I can't see too many people out there. I can only see the black ones. I can't see any white ones. Sidney Poitier, I thought he was very handsome, right? I'm being indicted for you 
the black population. Lawyers are my best friend. You see, black people walking around with my mugshot. You know that mugshot is number one. Elvis Presley is Elvis Presley's number two. I'm a very proud Christian, actually. We're going to protect pro God context and content. Zian, Ziananing, Dodong, Dadang. The voices of famed evangelical people and evangelists. He rambled. He's cognitively impaired. Three years later, lady, lady, how about that? I talked to Putin a lot. I'm not sure he looked great in a bathing suit. I think women like me. In Beverly Hills, you pay a fortune in taxes. They say you can only brush your teeth once a day. I don't think it could ever be wokenized. They rigged the presidential election, and we're not going to allow them to rig the presidential election of 2024. Never get tired of that guy. Uh, the president mentioned in his speech the 2020 elections. Newsmax as a network believes the results were legal and final. Greta's coming up next, stick around. Look, obviously Donald Trump comes out of that seeming crazy, but I love that Newsmax from now until like the heat death of the universe needs to read a disclaimer. We don't actually agree with him. Uh, I think it's great. I, I never get enough, but no, it, the election wasn't stolen. Please don't sue us again. Anyway, Danielle, what do you make of this guy? There's been a lot of talk about cognitive capacity. What do you think? I mean, that was a hell of a roundup, like bravo to the Lincoln Project, because I'm even more disturbed than I normally am. So well done. I just, he's insane. He has clearly has cognitive issues. He doesn't know what he's saying or when he's saying it. It's wild. It's wild mm. that this is this is the Republican Party. Yeah, and look, they, they obviously they mix together a couple of different sorts of things, weird things that he says because he's a weird guy, uh, casual racist stuff that he says, just making fun of people's names and talking about the black ones and stuff, dear God. And then of course, there's the most common thing, which is, and it really is, he has a word that he has to say, okay? That he either has to think of or that's on a teleprompter. He can't come up with it. He instead says something similar or reminiscent of the word. He repeats it a couple times. Then pretends that was the word that he was trying to say all along. And then he lands on the actual word. That pattern has popped up more and more lately. And actually, we have a doctor who's going to be joining us Thursday on the show who wrote an op ed about this particular form of cognitive issue. So we're going to be getting a doctor's breakdown of that on Thursday. But it's just like, look, I'm critical of the fact that our politicians tend to be non representative in terms of age. I'm just saying that if that is going to be a thing that people are talking about a lot, how can you continue to ignore the evidence that Donald Trump puts out there on a daily basis that his brain is mush? It just seems weird to me, Danielle. Any final thoughts? <laughs> mush is putting it kindly. <laughs> like it's putting it kindly. It's more than mush, you know? It's it's, it's not there. It might be pudding, actually. Perhaps it's pudding. Anyway, calm down, Ron DeSantis. Okay. It's not that type of pudding. Anyway, with that said, we're going to take our first break of the hour. Uh, when we come back, we're diving into the topic of immigration. Fox sees blood in the water and they're pouncing. We'll be right back, right back after this. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. 
To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. plushcare.com slash weightloss. Okay, everyone, thank you for being here. We've got more news to discuss right after this. In the last month, Joe Biden has proposed the most, the strongest immigration bill that any Democrat in history has ever supported. Democrats and Republicans on Capitol Hill negotiated it together, and the far right wing of the Republican Party said, "No, no, no wait, let he me finish." He dismantled Trump's immigration let, policy. Let me, Ninety-four executive okay, actions. Let me, Why let me not finish pick what up I'm the saying. pen? It's very easy. I have one here. I'll loan it to the president. Pick up the because pen. Take executive is, action. A girl is dead. It's just the most compelling TV. This is how a democracy should function. Two people yelling over each other trying to score points for social media. But anyway, the first woman in that clip on Outnumbered was trying to make the case that with Fox focusing so much on immigration and the country now fired up because, well, the media has been talking about immigration 23 out of 24 hours a day for the last six months. So sure, they're worked up that maybe the Republicans should have passed the border security bill. Um, but Fox is not going to let her score points here. They smell blood in the water, and it has to do with the murder of 22-year-old Lacken Riley. So the suspect of uh, of that murder has now been identified, 26-year-old Jose Ibarra, who crossed uh, apparently illegally in the United States back in 2022. So the idea here is a migrant crossed illegally into the country, had at one point been arrested and released, and then committed a tragic and horrific murder. And as a result of that, now Joe Biden murdered this girl. That is the point that Fox is in the process of making and they're going to make, I'm gonna say a thousand times over the next three days. I would throw out a counterpoint, which is this is an absolutely horrific, unimaginable murder. It is terrible that anything happened that could have led to this. But what exactly is the, what is the idea here that you should do whatever the Republicans want on the border as soon as a single crime is committed by a migrant. Like that, that's not obviously they're not going to articulate that as the logic here, but that is the logic that underlies their position. I mean, a horrific murder does not in any way change the fact that uh, that migrants in general commit levels of crime at lower rates than native born citizens. That remains true, despite the fact that Fox would never acknowledge that. Um, and at the same time, as the woman in the clip pointed out, if it is so horrible that migrants cross the border and then commit terrible acts, and that's the thing that you're genuinely really angry about, then why were you cheerleading the fact that the Republicans blocked that border security bill? Like they think they can score points off of this, and they're entitled to try. That's what punditry is. But they're doing that after saying you don't need to pass anything on the border for like a year. So during that period between now and when Donald Trump becomes president and passes some better border security bill, even though this one was already written to the interests of a right wing audience, how many other people are gonna cross the border? How many other rapes or rapes and murders and you know grand theft autos are gonna are gonna happen? Is that then going to be Donald Trump's fault? I mean, he's the guy that advocated for the bill to not be passed. So I'm just saying, like, if you're going to make this sort of argument, could we try to introduce a little bit of consistency? I understand this is cable news, so I guess the answer is no. But Danielle, it would be nice. What do you think? I mean, I think that it's absolutely insane that Republicans are trying to get a win on the fact that the only reason that they torpedoed this bipartisan immigration bill was because Donald Trump didn't want Joe Biden to have a win. 
right? Like mm-hmm. he, they don't actually care about what is happening with the border. They don't care what is happening with migrants because if they did, then Donald Trump and the Republicans could have used this as a play, right? Like we actually will come to the table, even though we know that that is BS, that they don't ever come to the table, that this has been their mode of operation. That every time we say, "Oh, operate in good faith, they go ahead and torpedo things when Donald Trump points and says, that's the target, blow it up. And so I think that Republicans should have passed the bipartisan bill, been able to say we are working for the American people, even though we know largely that is a lie. Um, and they would have had a good talking point, but instead they don't. And so for Democrats, they gave them a really big, I think, a really big narrative and messaging win if they do it correctly, which is that we care about the border. We want uh we want an immigration plan. We came to the table, we had one, and Republicans in the House. They blew it up. So do you want this party that isn't really about security and safety? Or do you want the party that is willing to come to the table and negotiate? And by the way, it was a crap bill anyway, because they were giving Republicans everything that they wanted, right? Um, So there wasn't really a middle ground. Yeah. Yeah, look, I agree. They have to try to message this, you know, as best they can, but it's gonna be very difficult for a lot of reasons. They don't need on the right to be consistent or make any sense because they're not even hiding that they killed this thing for political opportunism, like to to stop Biden from getting a win. Trump has been very clear about that. Other Republicans have been very clear in their statements that this was about hurting Biden. So obviously, if they think that this bill would have stopped some murderers from coming across the border, and then they do come across the, the border and they kill people, that could have been stopped, but the Republicans would rather hurt Biden. That is. Just indisputable at this point, but it's not going to reach the right because our country, like, it makes me think of Battlestar Galactica. How there are these people that have this programming baked inside of them that when they hear this particular song, they're activated. The sleeper cell is activated, and that is so many Americans. They are so ready to be terrified of black and brown people. They're just waiting to hear the song, and then they snap into action. They're not analyzing data. They're not going to the border and looking at the situation there. They have no idea about the comparative crime rates. The reason Fox goes to this well every election cycle is because they know it works. Because it shuts down the, the part of people's brain that can actually think and reason and instead gets people to be terrified. Even if, if you are terrified, it makes no sense to support the right who is just going to get you scared and then advocate for nothing to be done. But in terms of advocating for nothing to be done, I wanna transition to the next part of this. We're not gonna get to that video, unfortunately. I wanna jump to this bleat. Donald Trump, Donald Trump wants this election to be about migrant crime, according to him. And so right now they have an example of what he would term in a very racist fashion as migrant crime. He tweeted, Crooked Joe Biden's border invasion is destroying our country and killing our citizens. The horrible murder should have never happened. The monster who took her life illegally entered our country in 2022 and blah, blah, blah. I don't care because he is the guy that told them don't secure the border for a year. It's terrible. It's an invasion. We're being overwhelmed by all of these people. And I want that to continue for the next nine to 12 months until I get into office and pass. Let's keep it real. 
the same bill because it was the bill that they wanted to be passed. So this is gonna work for him. You've got 7,000 retruths or whatever. Right wingers are probably flooding his comments with racist comments and everything. Meanwhile, he's the guy that killed what you think would secure the border. And I'm just so sick of the hypocrisy, Danielle, what do you think? I mean, it is, it's it's sickening and it's frustrating. But again, this is where Democrats need to come out and call out the hypocrisy, right? Like if the Republicans really care about your safety, right? If they really care about your well being, then why would they want the border to fall into quote unquote chaos over the next nine to 12 months in order to stage a win? They wanna do a win on your back? Right, they're telling you that this place is so dangerous. By the way, there was also a caravan of right wingers that went down to the border thinking that they were gonna find, you know, World War III breaking out over there. And guess what they found? Absolutely friggin' nothing. Right. Nope. And they were and they were shocked. I thought that, but I thought, whatever, you fell for the rope a dope, you fell for the lie. But I'll go back to what you said earlier about black and brown folks and the way that the about how Fox is able to just get to that side of your brain, this is about racism, right? This is what this is. This is about racism um, in, in such a big way because migrant workers add value to our economy. They add will add about $7 trillion, right, to our economy. But that's not the conversation that we're having, right? And also, if we actually really gave a damn, again, how about you tax and penalize the CEOs of the factories and the farms and the places that are actually employing these people and saying, you know, we have jobs because yeah. you're you're going after the worker but you're not going after the employer that is exploiting their labor to begin with. Well, I in their defense, I do think that the employer might be rich, which means they're a good person. <laughs> Which means we should really leave them alone is what I would say because I'm a right wing populist and that's how right wing populism works. But anyway, um, look, this is this is what Trump wants the election to be about. And thanks to the media, which is always ready to give Republicans a big assist in election years, it might well be. I mean, sorry, Trump, it's also gonna be about the fact that you're facing 91 indictments, buddy. Sorry, it's also gonna be about the fact that you killed Roe v. Wade. Uh, you're not gonna be able to avoid that. but. He's getting a little bit of what he wants. According to updated polling, immigration is now considered the most important issue by 28% of the population. That's the first time it's been the most important issue when people are polled since 2019. And here's the thing, Republicans would point to that and say, look, the American people get how bad the situation at the border is, but they're not there. That just means that the media is covering it more. And that doesn't mean that this poll is irrelevant. Yes, okay, now people think it's super important because that's what the media does in elections. Medias trip over themselves in election years to frame things in the way that the right wants because that way we're being fair. Okay, we're not biased mm. or anything, please don't attack us or outlaw us. And so they're doing it on immigration this year. In 2022, they did it on crime. Hyping up a crime wave that wasn't actually based in the facts, and they're doing it on migrant crime right now. They take the the anecdotal individual cases that are horrific, but they raise them to national stories and they flood front pages and TV shows about them to give people the false impression that those sorts of crimes are more common than they used to be, which is simply not the, the facts. We already analyzed it on our show. 
But that's what the media can do to help people like Donald Trump and other Republicans take over. And some people may wonder, well, why would they want that? I mean, the media is all lefties, right? First of all, they're not lefties, they're at best liberals. Nope. But it certainly benefits them when Republicans are in charge because then the country's in chaos and people pay more attention to the news. And hey, a lot of them are owned by wealthy people who don't necessarily mind another series of a couple trillion dollars of tax cuts. So the media does this for the immediate benefit of seeming to not be biased or whatever. But hey, if it gets Republicans back in office, that's not necessarily that bad for them anyway. And so when you hear that like the majority of Americans now favor the construction of a border wall for the first time ever, Sure, that's on Donald Trump and Marjorie Greene and all of them, but it's also on the New York Times and on a lot of other forms of media as well. So it's just so frustrating to see this play out exactly the way it has before, Danielle. Quick final comment you know, from you. I will just say you hit the nail like right on the head. I can tell you that I walk through the hallways of cable news places that I go on air for, and I had heard that you know what, Donald Trump is not good for the country, but he's good for ratings. And mm -hmm. that is at the bottom line of what news outlets and networks care about. They care about the ratings, they care about the clicks, right? It is a business for them. They're not in the business of democracy because if they were, then they would be telling the American people the truth. Then the headlines would actually match which is going on, which is that there is a man who was convicted of rape who was running for president of the United States, right? Yep. And like and we're okay with that. And there are no laws barring that. Right? So if they cared about democracy, they would tell the truth, but the truth does not sell. Salaciousness yeah. does. And 100%. that's what the Republicans bring. 100%. Okay, we're going to jump into, I think we have time for our C block in this block of the show, right? Yeah, no, I think we do. No, you don't think? Okay. Okay, we're going to take our second break of the show. But when we come back, the GOP still trying to figure out exactly what their position is on IVF. We'll have that and more after this. Okay, we're gonna try to get to all three of these topics because they're all awesome. Whenever we're ready, let's jump into this. Governor Newsom also made probably his most repulsive and despicable comment this week when he said Republicans give rapists more rights than families to uh, trying to get in vitro fertilization, IVF. By the way, we're gonna deal with that later in the week. Sean Hannity having a little bit of trouble with his teleprompter there and also a little bit of trouble with the difficult political position that he and the right have been put in. Because the Alabama Supreme Court obviously decided that frozen embryos are the same as full on adults and some Republicans liked that because hey, we can use that to roll back reproductive rights in other areas. It's a precedent, but wait, that's utter madness. So some of them are backing off. They don't know exactly what to say. Literally, senators being asked about this are like, that's a conversation for a different time. They don't know what they're supposed to do. But Sean Hannity is more mad at Gavin Newsom, or at least he'd have you believe that, than at the Republicans who've put them in this position. Here at least is what Newsom actually said. Think about this, Jake, you know this, everybody knows this. You saw the stats, 65,000 births due to rapes since Dobbs in 14 states. Apparently, what the Republican Party is saying is the rapists have more rights to bring those babies to birth than families that are trying desperately to have the privilege you and I have had as fathers and parents. It is a disgrace and it's a political problem for them, but it's a moral issue. And I found what happened in Alabama disgusting. And by the way, you have an AG in Alabama that also is out there promoting a travel ban that wants to criminalize travel 
for anyone that seeks an abortion out of state. That's how extreme the state of the Republican Party is. So Hannity, what did Gavin Newsom say that's untrue? He's right, in many of these states, the rapist's child will be born. But a family who's tried for multiple years to have a child, now they're going through multiple rounds of IVF spending, I don't know, 20, 30, $50,000, doesn't. In terms of being able to bring a child into the world, the Republican Party has lined up with the rapists versus the families that want IVF, at least in Alabama. And many Republicans are coming out and saying they agree with this. Now, obviously, there is some disagreement, but you should be more mad at the Republicans that make your side look crazy than at the Democrat who's pointing out that your side looks crazy. Danielle, what do you think? I mean, I, I'm, I was trying to listen to Gavin Newsom and figure out like where he was telling the lie. There are 25,000 um, assault, like babies that were born via rape in just Texas alone, right? So I mean, none of the, these, these are facts. These are researched facts that have happened. And I know that they don't love those. But the fact is, is that they have allowed and created a climate where you cannot have an abortion if in cases of rape, in cases of incest. And then in many ways, you are forcing women to bear children out of the most vicious trauma that they could have ever received. And so where is the lie here, right? And also for those places that do have those caveats and cutouts, they're not actually real because I've spoken to many mm -hmm. abortion rights uh, activists. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, they're written somewhere. Good luck actually mm -hmm. falling under those exceptions. That's political cover. That's all those are. Your experience may vary, American uh, Americans. But um, yeah, and look, may, like I, maybe I'm gonna get in trouble or whatever. Okay, and, I, and I'm not, this is what I'm about to say is not about all Republicans. But can we like dispense with the idea that Republicans and Democrats think that rape is as bad on both sides? Mm. I mean, they both think it's bad, but do they think it's as bad? How many Republicans make apologies for rapists, excuses for rapists? I mean, they don't want it to happen, sure, especially if it's a member of their family, but like, what were you wearing? Mm -hmm. And like, where were you? And were you drinking? I mean, what did you say? I mean, boys will be boys. I mean, is it really that bad? Am I wrong? Am I the bad guy? Because I would say that if you violate someone's bodily autonomy in that way, that is literally one of the most horrific things you can do. And I don't give a damn what you're wearing or where you are. There's no excuses for it. But the Republicans often think that there is. And Hannity, I'll say again. Why are you more mad at me than at the Republicans making excuses for rapists and making your side look like monsters? Making Dr. Statement, Dr. Statement, please. Trump Republicans want to criminalize young women who travel to receive the reproductive care they need. Don't let them hold Tennessee women hostage. Take action at righttotravel.org. Campaign for Democracy Group is responsible for the content of this advertising. That is an ad that Gavin Newsom has released because that is what Tennessee wants to do. I mean, I don't know if they're literally gonna chain people to hospital beds, but they want to outlaw a person who thanks to the fact that their state no longer considers them to be like a full on actual human, wants to go to a civilized state 
that has respect for humans. They want to outlaw that. So they're no longer content to have control of your body when you're actually in the place that they rule. They want to outlaw you going somewhere else for it. And like I, I, I guess this is the point in the story where I have to point out how similar to The Handmaid's Tale this is. It just is. I know it's a cliche to point it out, but this is so out of the Gilead playbook. And so um, Danielle, people are gonna be really mad at Gavin Newsom for making an ad like that. But the ad is just making real what these Tennessee Republicans and many Republicans in other states want to do or have already done. Tell me what real democracy has a ban on people's movement, right? No, no real democracy has a ban on people's freedom of movement, right? You want to make laws like you said in the state that you control. Go, go ahead. Apparently, states' rights, states' rights. So long as that, so long as it okay's guns and outlaws, you know, women being able to have bodily autonomy. Um, but now, what are you going to do? Is it is it the the database that they really want? The database and and being able to chart all of the women in that state and when they menstruate. Right, like because that's what's coming. Because also they wanted to do that in Florida. That is what is coming next. Because how would you know, right? Am I traveling for a vacation or is she doing something, you know, crazy and criminal? According to them, this is wild. It's not even a slippery slope. Like we're just over the cliff and the edge of what a democracy looks like. Half of the population of the United States is women and people with uteruses, and you're telling me that. You have absolutely no control over your life. And again, it's IVF yesterday, tomorrow, it is birth control, mm -hmm. right? And it is removing what? Condoms from the shelves and birth control from your drugstores. So you can't have a baby if you want to via IVF and the tens of thousands of dollars that you have to pay, right? You can't terminate a pregnancy if you don't want to. The state is not going to help that child once it is born because this is the same group of people who ban free school lunch, who didn't want to take federal money for that, who don't want to provide child care tax credits. Like, so what do they want? They want yeah. control. And that's what that ad showed very clearly. It was not over the top. That's absolutely real. Yeah, very effective, I think. And I'll remind everyone, we're not at day one of this thing. I mean, you rightly said today it's IVF, tomorrow it's birth control. Yesterday it was abortion, and we said at the time tomorrow it's IVF. And now it's now it's today, and they're already talking about birth control, and that won't even be the end. They're targeting no fault divorce. The the like the the incels on on shows at Daily Wire and stuff are talking about women no longer being able to choose who they get married to. They're talking about like forcing them into arranged marriages, child marriages as well. By the way, there's a whole lot more that they want to come at you for. And look, I have a lot of other thoughts. I wish we had more time. I will just say, Gavin Newsom is doing a hell of a job here. Is it on some level a little bit weird that a California governor who's not technically running for president is running ads all over the country? Sure, but if he's gonna do it. I, this is this is real, okay? This isn't just like mocking Ron DeSantis's height or something. This is a real threat to people, and so I'm glad, um, you know, I'm glad to see him do it. And by the way, also for the people criticizing him, it's not like California is not a part of this. California is a place that many would come to from states that don't allow them bodily autonomy, and so he doesn't want people to come and get to California and then facing legal ramifications for it. So. In any event, we'll be tracking that as we go forward. We're gonna move to our last story to close out the hour. 
Whenever we're ready, let's jump into this. Donald Trump Jr. received a suspicious package of white powder in the mail. And I will let you finish the joke about white powder and Don Jr. for you. This is a serious story. We might joke around a little bit on the edges just because thankfully nothing actually happened to him. It was not actually a deadly substance. Don Jr. is gonna be just fine. And stay tuned for one little thing I'm gonna remind you of about Don Jr. But for right now, he is the victim here, okay? And I don't like seeing anything like this happen. I don't like seeing it in the 95 times out of 100 that it happens to a Democrat. And I don't like seeing it in the five times out of 100 that it happens to a Republican. Do not send dangerous stuff to notable figures in politics. Don't send stuff that looks like it might be dangerous. It's bad for a democracy. In this case, it wasn't deadly. They said the test results came up inconclusive, but it wasn't actually a threat. Regardless, don't do it. Don't send bizarre notes filled with conspiratorial nonsense that I am not going to read on the air because I don't want to encourage people to do this. But here is what Don Jr. said and has the right to say because he and his family were targeted this way. He said, it's just become a little bit too commonplace that this sort of stuff happens. Clearly, if this happens to a prominent Democrat, it wouldn't be tolerated and would drive news coverage for weeks. The media would blame all Republicans and force them to answer for it. But since it's me, radical haters on the left will largely get a free pass and the media will barely flinch. Well, first of all, we are covering it. Second of all, it's one event. I'm gonna remind you of one that drove news coverage for weeks. But first, I'm gonna remind you of something else. Because what Don Jr. is in the right here is saying, you should not, just because I'm in politics, why should like my safety be threatened? It's not a joke, it's serious. And Don Jr. is right. And I wish that he could have told that to a Don Jr. of the past, who I will remind you, repeatedly mocked Paul Pelosi, whose skull was cracked open with a hammer. The guy didn't mail him a hammer. The guy didn't mail him something that looked like a hammer. He broke into his house so he could murder Nancy Pelosi, and instead he nearly murdered Paul Pelosi. And Don Jr. thought it was the funniest thing ever. And so he repeatedly joked about it on social media. But now that it's targeting him, suddenly this is how he's going to attack the left. And I will say, if you're talking about something that dominated the news for weeks, I remember a case like this that dominated the news for weeks. It was Cesar Sayoc, who mailed pipe bombs mm -hmm. to a long list of Democrats, a bizarre assortment of names straight out of Donald Trump's stump speeches. Did Don Jr. talk about how horrific that was and tell MAGA people to not do that? I don't remember it. Okay, it seems inconsistent with the guy who thinks it's hilarious when an old man's skull gets cracked open. But anyway, don't send powder to people in politics. Danielle, what do you think? I mean, he should probably check his DoorDash account. That's what I think about Don Jr. receiving white powder. Like, I don't care. Because I, I all, don't know of the, all, of the, all of the things that you have said, Don Jr. egged on, cheered on, um, or stayed silent about. There was nothing funny about the attack on Paul Pelosi uh, that cost him months in hospital. Um, there was nothing funny about the pipe bombs that were mailed by Cesar Sayoc. There, there's nothing funny. And you know, what I think is ridiculous is again, the responsibility of journalists when covering this story to do exactly what it is that you did, which is hold up the side by side and ask Don Jr., oh, so now that it's happened to you. You know, do you want to course correct or do you want to, you know, go back in time and restate the things that you said? Mm -hmm. 
and give him an opportunity to do so. 100%. And, and also make clear in a way that those on the right would never make clear. I am comparing this to point out a hypocrisy. It does not justify sending stuff like this to Don Jr. I'm gonna be very clear about that. No one in right wing media ever will be.